When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. With a Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the Fiat Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Hey guys, it's Chuck P. Before we jump into this week's brand new episode of the ABV Podcast, I want to ask you to do me a favor and stick around after the show to hear some cool music from some good friends of mine, Ben Michon and Ben Ryland of Chemical City Rebels. They're a local band here in town. They just released their debut album. It's called A New Plague. I'm going to play my favorite track off the album. It's called Patternicity. And uh, you can find the album on Bandcamp. You can find it on Spotify. I believe it's on iTunes as well. So uh, if you like the song, go follow them on social media. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Go stream the album. Go buy the album. They've got some merch, I believe, as well on their Bandcamp page. So make sure you uh, you check it out if you dig the song. It's uh, Chemical City Rebels. The song is Patternicity. And we'll play it immediately after the episode ends. I won't have the usual ABV podcast fade out music for the show. We're just going to end it, and I'm going to immediately start the song. So please stick around and check it out. Appreciate it. And now, here's a brand new episode of the ABV podcast. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chuck P. here, the ABV Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for enjoying the show. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If not, then I'm not doing my job well, and I should probably stop. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, thank you for subscribing on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. You can now found, find the podcast on Google Play for Android people that need to find it somewhere. It's on Google Play. It's in the Google Play Store. You can download it from there. Make sure you're following the ABV Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram as well. I am over at Southern Craft Brewery here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I've got my boy Bobby Hoyt here with me. Bobby, thank you for having us over here at the the, the Taproom, man. Appreciate it. I feel like I, I owed you because you actually showed up over at Tiger Tavern when we were recording over there and uh we did an episode there but right when we started playing uh, the band started playing and uh kind of drowned out everything so I had to scrap that one so like you could hear us but you couldn't really make out what we were talking about so I was like this is this is pointless and I owe Bobby uh, a do over so here we are, sir. So thanks for for having us here. I appreciate it. So, what do you? Well, I was about to say, what are you drinking on? You're not drinking on anything. Yeah, from Crooked Stave, man. I took a I took a sip of it, and it was it caught me off guard. I was like, whoa. But at first, at first, at first, I caught all the fruitiness, and then after like my palate got used to it, I was like, oh, that, there's something kind of smoky. You said. You said Worcestershire sauce, and after that, that's that's all I could taste was Worcestershire sauce. I'm like, thanks, Bobby, for that. Yeah, that really does work, man. I get thrown off by that a lot. As soon as somebody tells me, this is what I'm getting, and then... That's all I get after that. Yeah, I mean, that that happens with a lot of things, like with food even. If you taste something and somebody says, hey, this tastes like, you know, tuna fish or something. Yeah, what, what uh, which one was it? Let me see that bottle if you don't mind real quick. Let me uh, take a look at that. That is the Serenata Naturna. I'm probably saying that wrong. Blueberry from Crooked Stave. It's 10%. It's a big Yeah, it packs a bite. with <laughs> blueberry. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm, it doesn't taste like blueberries, though, is the weird thing. Did you drink? It didn't taste like blueberries. 
But initially, I got some kind of like sour berry flavor. But yeah, as soon as, as, soon as like I started like getting used to it, like oh, that's, that's that's not fruity. No, definitely not fruity. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to finish it just because it's it's in the glass. So why waste it? But Bobby, let's get a little bit of background on you, man. Uh, when did you first get involved with craft beer and brewing? Uh, um, probably around uh, 2012-ish, something like that. Um, okay. Sort of getting getting in a drinking craft beer, just like everybody, just here in the and actually, Warsteiner Dunkel is one of the first beers. Oh wow! Okay. Um, that really interesting. We had they had a beer fest at Lamar Dixon. Time ago. I think I vaguely remember that. Was, that. that was back in my natty light days, man. And then uh, I had that, and it was it was amazing. And I we started drinking a lot of that. Then I started transitioning and drinking, you know, like I said, with the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. Obviously, um, pretty much everybody's starter IPA Pale Ale type beer. Um, and then it just it just went on from there. I really wasn't a huge IPA guy once when I first got into craft beer, but. Uh, once, once that once it happened though, once I got a hold of the IPAs, it was that's all I wanted <laughs> to drink. It. You know, that's all I wanted. The hoppier, the better. The, the more bitter, the better. And um, and then just you know, it just went from there and started refining my palate. Started getting more interested in because uh, I was always been been uh, big into like cooking food and barbecue and making yeah, jambalaya yeah. and all. And then um, so getting into craft beer, just homebrewing naturally become a thing because. It was something to do on the afternoon instead of barbecue, and you just make beer. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's it's almost like the two go together in a way because you're you know, some people tend to pair the you know you drink certain beers with certain foods, right. like when you're barbecuing, you, you know, you tend to drink a lighter, more refreshing beer when you're doing barbecue and stuff. But yeah, a lot of people like that first get into craft beer. IPAs definitely aren't what they're searching for. I remember first time I had an IPA, and I don't. I don't really remember who it was from, but I remember just not liking it at all. Mm-hmm. And eventually, hopefully, my, not arrogant bastard. Something that <laughs> no, I don't think it was arrogant bastard. It might have. I don't know to tell you. It, it was definitely a West Coast. It right. was definitely a West Coast. But I just remember, like, I knew I had a. So I had an IPA. Didn't care for it. I had a pale ale, and I'm like, okay, this is like a a tamer version of what I just had. This I like. I just need to like gradually work my way up. And then once I got into IPAs, the more bitter, the better. Like I just wanted that style. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, I need to stop that and just, you know, <laughs> right. I don't need yeah, it to be yeah, all that bitter. Tough. Yeah, they're, they're, they're palate records. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what got you started with brewing? Like what made you decide one day you were like, I, f- I feel like I can brew good beer. Um, well, I mean, it took a while before I was confident that I could brew good beer. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you first start homebrewing, you screw them a lot. Um, and for the most part, you accept that a beer is tolerable, but it's more of like um, that you call your own baby cute, even if it's ugly. <laughs> like, true. You know? but, <laughs> this uh, is true. But yeah, once you once you start getting a hold of the um, you know hold of the craft, and I was always an artist growing up, and um, so I, I always I just I just took to it, and like once I. Once I, I knew the process, like then that's when the art takes over, and uh, I started starting to allow myself to be creative, and yeah. Um, and once I started making good beer, because it's it's all about controlling the process for the most part. Um, but once you once you control the process, that's what becomes fun. Yeah. Um, and then I saw um, Wes and Joe. I was probably and I was probably home brewing for like three years or something like that, maybe four years. And then I saw Wes and Joe was looking for like just a bartender. Yeah. And um and I thought, man, I, I'm gonna get in the beer industry somehow, even if it's just serving beer. Yeah, baby steps, um, man. But um, didn't get that job because I wasn't cute enough uh, compared to all uh, them. the. They, they tend to hire the um, the cute little uh, bartender females, and uh, I guess I wasn't cute enough with my my uh, my gray beard. I think you're a handsome man, sir. And, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, a few months later, they were looking for somebody to help out in the in the out in the brew house. Yeah. And, Mostly just do some grunt work and clean some kegs and all that. And again, man, I just wanted to get in the, in the industry, so I I was more than more than willing to do it. Even, it the pay is nothing, dude. Yeah. I mean, any way to get your a, foot in the door. Yeah, it, it's a hobby that you get paid. You barely get paid to do, but it's yeah. a hobby that you get paid to do. And it is it's not a glamorous man. life. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I tell a lot of people, man, uh, brewing is is a eighty to ninety percent janitorial. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you get you have to have a passion indeed. to want to learn mm-hmm. and to understand the brew process and how things work on a brew floor, sure. and know that it's 
barely minimum wage and you're going to work your ass right. off and you're going to be in some really crappy conditions. Because <laughs> we were out in that brew house and it's hot out yeah, there. Yeah, it's hot out there. And, and then, you know, when it does get cold around here in Louisiana, it gets cold. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that this is just part of the job. And if you have that passion, you have that love and you want to learn that right, process, right. then that doesn't matter. Like, you'll Indeed. do it. Right. Yeah, and then um, over time, because um, officially when I first got hired, I was the taproom manager, quote yeah. unquote. But I mean, you look at our taproom here, and there's not much to manage. I mean, outside <laughs> of being a bartender, I mean, what the hell are you going to do? You know, yeah. Change out a few kegs. Make, make sure, sure the lines the, are clean. Yeah, make sure, stuff make like sure that, the girls yeah. are counting the drawer good at the end of the yeah. Other than that, there's nothing to do. So, so naturally, my job just kind of progressed into being, you know, um, assistant brewer for the most part. Okay. Making some beers, cleaning some kegs, and all that. But then. We started ramping up our uh, our pilot system where I was brewing on that pilot system every single week, and uh, so every Saturday I pretty much brew on that thing. So now it's like I'm getting paid to homebrew every single Dude, that's week. That's awesome, and I don't have to pay for an ingredient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it's all here. You just use it. And they get they get, they give me a lot of autonomy to um, to really make something, uh, make a recipe and pick what kind of style we're doing that week. So it's, it's super fun, man. We have a blast. That's great that Joe and Wes, uh, who are the owners of Southern Craft Brewery, in case those listening did not know that, uh, that they trust you enough to, you know, come up with these recipes and brew. Because, I mean, I can understand being owners of a brewery, and those guys have been, and still are, on the on the brew floor right. all the That's time, you know, loading yeah. everything. And, they were here you know, all day today. Yeah. So, you know, it's still their baby, mm-hmm. and they're kind of guarded of their of their baby. So to allow someone else to come in with their ideas and, like, you know, include them in that, I think that's a great that they're able to do that and trust you. And apparently, I mean, you're doing a great job with it because you continue to do it. You brewed something uh, recently here that you said still in the ferment. It was a, like a West Coast-style IPA. Right. And not quite ready yet. Yeah, I was looking forward to trying that. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be done. By the time, like, again, like we had talked before, I I considered dumping it, but uh, but I didn't because it cleaned up very well. And then, uh, so then I had to put it through the last dry hub and it wasn't quite ready yet. So it's. I probably could have kegged it last night, but I wouldn't have been ready and all that. Yeah, so we're that, gonna let it finish out. That just means we have to do another episode, Bobby. Sure. And that's, and all, and that's, and all, that, that's all that. That's all that is. You can't, you can't rush the process <laughs> for sure. Um, no. Even even though it's on a, a half barrel pilot system, you know, you don't want to dump beer. That's unnecessarily. I mean, it's not a lot of money you're gonna dump, but yeah. You know, if you can sell the beer and then you know provide a beer that's drinkable. Don't dump it. Just just let the process. You got to trust the process and let it ride out. You know? Exactly. And it's great to have a pilot system like you guys have to to test out different recipes here in the tap room. Right. You guys have like seven taps. Is yeah. what I'm looking at. Seven taps. So you've got room to throw on some experimental stuff for the for the general public to walk in, try it. If it goes over great, that's something you guys can think about canning in the future. You know, if it doesn't work, sure. yeah. yeah. If, it, if it doesn't work, you dump. You know, you just don't don't put it back on again and you try something yeah. else. Yeah, Panola is one that we piloted several times. Um, that last run we did a uh, murder bean. That was something yeah. we piloted a lot. Um, we made uh, muddy manchacks, a, a big imperial porter. We do. We've, oh, okay. We've piloted that several times, but it's gonna be done on the big system this year, and it's going in cans. Nice. And uh, and that's a cool beer to do because once we put it in kegs, we can doctor that up and make it chocolate and coffee. Yeah. We did uh, we did one last year. It was uh, with molasses and brought that ABV up to like 11%. But it had that uh, that Stein's cane syrup. Um, Steen's cane syrup? A Stein, yeah, Steen's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, it was amazing. I love that beer. So I, I can't wait to, to, nice. to do that again for sure. Well, let's talk about the Panola uh, because that's that's pretty much your latest uh, release right. here at Southern Craft. I had Joe on the podcast I guess maybe a month or so ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer. It was right around the time of the anniversary. Yeah. And uh, that was coming out mm-hmm. pretty much for the anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah. So for those who are, aren't familiar with that beard, tell them a little bit about the Panola. So Panola is a pretty traditional English-style pale ale. Uh, some people call them pub ales, mm-hmm. um, malty. Uh, we yeah. use uh, noble hops, so there's no real fruity tropical characters. Uh, it's just an old-school, straight-up pale ale. I think it's... I percent, I forget what exactly it's labeled as, but yeah, it's it's easy drinking, very sessionable, but uh, it's not a a clear, crisp pale ale like like your voodoo's of the world and stuff exactly. like that. It's a traditional pub. You know, yeah, it's a little bit darker. Malt. Yeah, it's got a lot of marisader in it, so it's got the uh, the English uh, the English malts in it. Uh, we use uh, all the fuggles uh, in it, so it's okay. the noble English hops and yeah, pretty traditional beer. Uh, one of our uh, guys that has the uh, he's one of our investors or whatever that's. That's been one. That's his baby for like ten years, man. So oh, nice. Okay. You know, so we brought that in because it's, it's just a great, easy drinking beer, and 
even though like it doesn't please the the crazy the you know the the people who want the the, the juice bombs and, and all yeah. the juicy yeah, yeah it, it's not up their alley but for the for the baseline beer drinker and somebody that's just looking to change things up and I hate to say cleanse their palate but yeah, you know yeah. for somebody getting away from a palate wrecker of a big you know, a big West Coast is going to um, all the IBUs in it, or something yeah. that's not super sweet like a New England or anything like that. It's it's a it's a great beer to just session on. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I liked it. It's 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 more malty than I'm normally used to, mm-hmm. but still, like you said, it, it's it's a it's a it's a very sessionable beer. It kind of reminded me of a of a. Um, of a Boddington's, just Indeed. not as I've creamy. Heard yeah, I've heard that. Or like an ESB or something mm-hmm. like that. Very similar exactly. to that style. And uh, but yeah, I dug it. I had one earlier when I first mm-hmm. got here. Uh, I had you have uh, the Imperial Hylon tap, <laughs> which was really good. Yeah. I really dug that one. I'm probably going to get another one. It's hard to drink a lot of those for sure. Though we had somebody <laughs> that did that the other night. What's the ABV on that Nine one? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, it didn't taste overly boozy but i can mm-hmm. as i was drinking it and it was warming up a little bit i was kind of starting to feel it like a, right. like a little bit but yeah i'd say two maybe three and you're good for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah for something to be bigger than our our pompous pelican it's 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 a rough one to put down for sure especially if you have a few of them. but uh yeah delicious beer man i, I love the way it come out so do you do you brew like every saturday or is it just like i try to um it, it depends on what our schedule is um if we've got something that we have to do on the you know our main brew house stuff we obviously yeah. we can't do it um but yeah typically that's my plan is to brew on saturdays on the pilot system um if i got open ferment uh fermentation space i'll do that um or if we have like last saturday i couldn't do it because we just had so many people in the brew house we had a private party and then once that party was over yeah so many people hung back and then we had regular crowd come in so uh yeah, so it was kind of impossible to do what we had to do on Saturday. So sometimes I don't, which I just that gives me an opportunity to do some uh, some cleaning up and some maintenance that there I don't normally get to do, which is which is needed for sure. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, but yeah, typically I, that that's the goal is to brew on Saturday afternoons on the pilot system. Though. So you guys rent out the tap room in the brewery space for private events? Yeah. So we had a. It was a like a. It's hard to, to say what they were. It was like a <laughs> it, it was like a wedding party. They had already okay. gotten married. I, I don't think they eloped per se, but they had already gotten married. But they didn't like have a, a wedding party, like a reception. So they came and did the reception. Got gotcha. like 40, 50 people in here. Oh, you know, nice. It was, well, it was, it's, it's it was a mad. That's a lot to and be in the tap room. A, and it, well, <laughs> but half of them were in the tap room, but the rest of them were out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then like once three o'clock rolled around, which it was it was one to three o'clock. Yeah, our regular crowd started rolling in, and the party never left. So like we had so many people here, slammed up was, in here. There man. was no way to do anything in the brew. So, yeah. Yeah. But good for business because you and, have people here drinking indeed, the beers. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And normally on the weekends you guys have food here, right? Yeah, Richard's usually here, so he was yeah. at the uh, at, at the Gilla thing over the weekend. Uh, Richard, our usual food truck guy, that's here. Um, we've yeah, had several. I was hoping he'd be here tonight. <laughs> yeah, he actually stopped in to come get some of the stuff. Um, okay, I think he was, they have some kind of contest they're doing tomorrow. I think it's like a a, a crawfish bowl competition. So he's getting, oh, wow, ready. Okay. he's getting ready for that. I, I forget exactly what he said it was, oh. but he's getting ready for that. You were telling me that um, I think you said it was Richard. Uh, it's Richard Market, by the way, that's uh, doing the food here. Uh, he was messing around with wood fire uh, oven pizzas. It's not a wood fire, um, but it is like a brick like oven, a brick oven kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's it's heated by a couple of propane burners, but. It has the same effect of that. It's, really? almost, okay. it's a stone oven pizza thing, and it's amazing. He Dude. did that last Saturday for the first time, and it was, it was went over well good. with everyone. It was a uh, boudin and uh, boudin and jalapeno. Oh man, base. It, was, it was amazing. That sounds that's delicious. The one I, he had a couple of them, but that's the one I had. It was great. That's always a bonus, man, to have food available for people that come to the tap room because if not eventually you're going to end up losing those people because they're going to get hungry they're going to want to go somewhere else and nine out of ten times they're not going to come back right right for sure yeah, so if you have something to keep them sure. here that you know sure. that makes all the difference in the world um but yeah and and, and it really helps that richard's amazing because yeah everything richard's really he good. does is crazy good so did so so our friend, uh, our friends at Gilla Brewing Company, Derek Stewart, Brad Anderson, and Alex Schillings, uh, Derek had a little uh, little get together for Memorial Day at his house. Open yeah, open one of those, man. Uh, had a little get together for Memorial Day for the release of their Still Fly IPA. Now their brewery and tap room isn't open yet, 
probably opening in the fall. So he technically can't sell these beers. He was he canned a few of them, gave them away, but he had it on tap and was drinking um, over at his house. And Richard was there doing some food. And dude, I don't know if you had the egg rolls, but I, don't, he, I didn't have anything to eat the other day. But I've had, oh, I, I think I've had them before. Sure. He did these egg rolls, and it was like this Korean sausage or something with some slaw, and they were freaking amazing. They were really, really good. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Everything he's done is really good. So over Lent, he was uh, he was he was boiling crawfish every Friday night here, and I don't know what he does with his crawfish boil. I don't know what he does with his crawfish boil, but it's crazy good. Like it's perfectly juicy. Like the seasonings or something. Just how he, he has does his it? own thing. Like he, he doesn't just use like you know they have Zataran cells. Yeah, at home. yeah. He d- he doesn't use that. He does his own thing, but it's so perfect, man. Huh. We actually threw hops in it. Uh, was it two, three weeks ago? <laughs> All right. It was, it was the the last weekend of the weekend before last when he stopped doing it right before Lent, and the last boil come through, and we just threw like probably like four or five ounces of hops in the in the uh, in just in the soak, man. And believe it or not, did it, it I was really about to say, did, it really did, especially in like the corn and things like that. What kind of hops did you put in there? I'd be lying if I told you. Yeah, I totally forgot. By the, by That's that interesting. Time, by, that, by that time, it was getting dark, so we had already had a few uh, few pops in us. So You're was, like, hey, let's throw some hops in here and see, what, exactly see what'll what happen. That's exactly what it was, man. We were just like, let's do it, dude. Why not? I mean, heck, I, I would think that wouldn't ruin a crawfish boil. I don't good. know. I don't eat crawfish, so. Come on, what? Well, I have a shellfish thing. Oh, uh, so okay. I, I've, I've eaten crawfish over the years, like, in dishes and didn't realize there, were craw- there was okay. crawfish in it, and I'm okay. But anything with, like, crab or shrimp, hang it up. Right. I, I will, like, drop to the floor. It's not good. Yeah. So, Richard, don't cook anything with that. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you're supposed to grow out of those things. But I have friends that have developed allergies later on in life. Like, a friend of mine developed a peanut allergy at 35. <laughs> like, ate okay. peanut butter sandwiches his entire life. And then, all of a sudden, can't eat peanut butter sandwiches. Wow. Like, okay. that's pretty crappy. Wow. Yeah. As long as we don't start developing uh, barley, oh, barley hops and yeast allergies, we'll be all right. But, uh, yeah, D- don't even don't even joke about something like that. That's just scary. <laughs> so, what did you just pop open here? What so, is this? I can't even pronounce what this is. Yeah, Viking well, you something. You and me both. I cannot pronounce. <laughs> um, so we had so um, Brady is one of our brand ambassadors. Um, really cool dude. Um, he's he's in charge of you know going to stores and restaurants and bars and you know slinging our stuff and getting them to buy our beers and. And over right before Christmas, he bought this beer advent calendar. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was about four foot tall, and it was a 16-ounce. It was a bunch of 16-ounce cans. Yeah. It was a beer advent calendar. You're supposed to drink one beer a day, but yep. instead of drinking one beer a day, we, we, busted, open, five beers a we day. busted it open and just sat down and had like a, a beer tasting. All A uh, bunch of guys from uh, L.A. Homebrew come over, uh-huh. and we sat down and kind of evaluated beers and hung out and talked about it, and we had a few left over, and... I cannot pronounce a single word on here. I see Viking. Viking yeah, I, I got that. Viking, Viking Rocker? Rock, um, Rook? I don't know. It says medium brown premium beer. Right. There you go. It's kind of scary. You can read me. the ABV on it, and that's as far as I can go. I mean, it, you know, in my experience with them, we, we had a few that night. And, um, you know, to, to really get to the nitty gritty of what traditional beers were, it's really cool to drink those beers because we're so used in America to. To getting these crazy stupid yeah. hot beers and the, the dessert stouts and stuff like that, nobody's really brewing the style that much anymore. Um, which is one of the reasons why I like the uh, the homebrew club I'm in, um, Red Stick Brewmasters, because our our motto is brew to style, yeah. which is kind of outside my wheelhouse because I like getting stupid with it, but I also like enjoy having a group of people around me who are fantastic brewers for one. But you also get to enjoy what a traditional beer is supposed to taste like. Yeah. Um, and I took a BJCP class back in the day right before I started here just to, to be able to taste those beers and know what the flavors are supposed to be with the malts and the hops and all that. So whenever we had that tasting, I started getting, you know, those flavors. of It's very traditional. Yeah. There's nothing crazy amazing about it, but just basic traditional It's, those, it's that old school that. style you know, of beer. No? I mean, they didn't, they didn't do hoppy IPAs back right, in, right. you know, 200 years ago. It's just they put hops in beers when they were traveling overseas right. to keep it fresh, yeah, so but it one, wasn't to you know to enhance the beer. Yeah, so this one here, I mean, I, it's a traditional brown. I mean, there's really nothing else to say no, about it. You know, yeah. it's, I, I think about you know a beta amber in a way, but but it really but it's a little bit different. It has kind of that that sulfuric lager yeah uh, character to it. <laughs> 
Josh is over here telling me something about tits, man. <laughs> there's, there's, there's tits in this beer. What the hell? <laughs> but again, it's, a, it's amazing, man. It's it's, it's a, a slow sipper, man. It, it's yeah, it's something not, to put down. It's something. not bad, actually. I mean, it's it's better than I expected it to be. It's better than this sour from Crooked Stave, actually. It's tolerable. It's tolerable. Indeed, I can drink indeed. it. It's, I mean, I like Crooked Stave. It, I really haven't had a bad beer by them, but that... This sour, I'm, I'm gonna pass it over to Josh and let him try it. Actually, you can try it out with Josh. It's uh, it's it's a, uh, it's something, man. Yeah. But you know, and these kind of beers, though, and it, and it's and it's a real shame that not a lot of people, not a lot of people are really brewing these kind of traditional styles. I think I think in Austin, there's a big scene about really sticking to the Belgian old old traditional styles. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely not a style I go for when I'm out well, somewhere I'm for sure. Way, but it's kind of a shame in a way because. When you think about how many people out there drinking beer, but the the, the small percentage of them that are drinking craft beer, yeah. But when if, if if more people were brewing these types of beer, maybe we would pull more people into the craft scene and, and really start making a dent in in that percentage because it's it's real small percentage when you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much most breweries, their gateway beer is like a blonde ale. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want something close to like a Miller Light or a Bud Light or something right. like that? Like, oh, we have a blonde ale. Try this. You know, it's similar to that, but it's got flavor to it. Right. You know, and kind of work their way in or like. I remember when I was working for Tin Roof, we had just released Turn Row. And Turn okay. Row was the big thing. And, you know, people would come in with their girlfriends or their wives or whatever. And, and I'd be like, what do you normally, you know, drink when you're out? It's like, we like Blue Moon. I'm like, okay, got one for you. Here's a coriander mm-hmm. ale. It's very similar to Blue Moon. I don't have any oranges for you. Sorry. But <laughs> if you I mean, you shouldn't put fruit in your beer. Uh, indeed. And if, you, if, you, if, you're brewing, if you're brewing a Belgian wit the right way, you don't need orange. No, you don't exactly. Need orange. Um, well, that's what... That's why Coors Light doesn't I mean, do I mean, it right. Think about, think about back in the day when everybody started drinking. And we were talking about, remember when we went back to that beer fest way back in the day? And we were, and we got introduced to Warsteiner's Dunkel. And we were just like, oh, my God, dude. And yeah. that's, all, that's all we drank for the longest time, you know. And then everybody gets introduced to Fat Tire. Yeah. Be the Amber. Well, Fat Tire was the big thing because you couldn't get it here. It's like every now and then you go to the chimes and they'd be like, hey. If you like a beet amber, you should try a fat tire. We got you know a keg of it in. Right. Come and tr- come and drink it. Or and Lazy then, Magnolia, the the the, the Tom Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic beer, man. I still love that beer to the to this day. Even though it's on that boring side of beer, but man, it's such a fantastic. beer. Do you know what's crazy? I went to, I got asked uh, by the Mississippi Bureau of Tourism when I was working for Jay Dakota because I was doing beer blogs for the Bite okay. and Booze website. Right. They invited me to come to Kiln to go to Lazy Magnolia, tour the brewery, try the beers, write about it and stuff like that. So I went there. And, like, I've never been a real big fan of Lazy Magnolia. They have a few beers there that I like that are okay. But everything they had on tap that they don't distribute was amazing. Really? Okay. Like, it was really, really good. I'm like, why aren't you guys bottling this and putting it in the market? Because right. it's delicious. Right. As Ben Ryland creeps by the table. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, man, come on. I'm going to look. I'll turn on some mics. Yeah, short, man. Now, now that I've oh, got, there you go. Now look. that I've got a buzz on. You take this one. We're going to give Josh this one. Josh, come get this one. Come sit by there. Look, feel, look, feel free to take them off there. That's mine. Feel free to take them off the mics, mic stands as well. So. I like to uh, be hands-on. Ben Ryland of Chemical City Rebels joining us. I feel, feel honored, man. I feel honored as well. Josh, thank you for joining joining the show as well. There's a lot of beer at this table. Yes. No There's a lot of beer at this table. This is good. What are beans. you drinking there, Ben? I, I said I, uh, beers. beers with the D. <laughs> is that the reckon, is that the Imperial or the regular? The Imperial is really good. <clears throat> and then uh, that thing is heady. So uh, get out. Yeah. So I went back down to the regular. Yeah, it'll get you, there, you weenie. <laughs> <laughs> it will get you. Yeah, that's good. Josh, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a regular Hala. Okay, cool. So I had the Imperial earlier, and uh, it's a little bit stout. But to uh, to to my thing, I had a little bit more prior to coming here. So you were drinking earlier. You were at Tiger Tavern having yeah, some Yeah, Tiger some Tavern, exactly. Yeah. Notice you can't understand a single word. Try that, man. Give that, give that a swig. That's this one right here, yeah. Old school Icelandic now what is, beer. Bobby, what this is that is one right there? It's a strong Icelandic lager. And okay. Again, you can't read anything on it, but it is a 7 ABV. No. Let's crack it. That's why we're here, man. It tastes European. 
<laughs> taste your, taste your fan. Think about like old school, like not old school, but I mean traditional. Think about back in the day when you first started getting crab and you were drinking like amber and fat tire and shit like that. Like that's we were just talking about this outside. Yes, that's, think, that's uh, exactly. What was the first IPA that I cracked open. Sierra Nevada. We're trying to figure that. I would, have, Nevada, I would have to say that was my. I can't remember, but it was either the Red Hook, the Red Hook IPA, or the Goose Island IPA. Okay, Goose. I didn't have Goose Island till like recently years. I think it was Red Hook. Been doing that for a minute. Yeah, but Red Hook was probably my thing, and it might have been because you and I had drank it over there at your house prior to that. I don't know, but ever since then, it's you know, been a love affair. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think my first one might have been from Blind Dog. So that tells you how old yeah, that say, was. Because like know who that is. they 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 were distributed here years ago. They don't even they're not even here anymore. And I remember not liking it. I was like, oh, this tastes like potpourri. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to drink this. Because I was in the stout when I like when I got into beer. It was like stouts and porters. Like oh, big chocolatey, roasty. Like that's what I want. But then I got into that. I started getting into pale ales and then IPAs. And it was like, give me all the bitter. Right. Right. Yeah, but, that's how I went too. I remember when uh, Vita came out with that uh, wrought iron IPA, and I, I was like, man, I love it, dude. And I drank that for so long, and now when I, I mean, I don't even think you can get it anymore. Do they even make it? Uh, I don't know. But I haven't seen it, it. It got to the point where I was like, man, I'm. I'm like, Abita's been anymore. so hit and miss with me over the so years. It's just beer that's true, true. That's true. That seems like it was just fairly recent. Maybe a year like or so ago. The wrought iron IPA. I mean, that was years. Wrought iron's been around though. It's been a long yeah, time. I mean, right? Maybe. That was, that was my thing. Giacomo was out way before. Oh, uh, yeah, Giacomo. Oh, sure. Giacomo was the thing. I think Rod Iron was supposed times. to take the place of Giacomo, if I remember correctly. Or Juke Joint. Was, I mean, was juke Joint, yeah, Tin Roof was, was doing Juke Joint. I mean, not a lot of people were doing, like, IPAs, because around here nobody was drinking that right. stuff. And then all of a sudden, Parrish came out, and On V hit the market, and everybody's right. like, holy shit, what is this? Right, right, right. And then Ghost hit, and it was oh, game and then over. the floodgates were yeah, open. It was yeah, game over after that. Big fan of On V. That's that's been my go-to for a while. Oh, Envy is great, man. It's it's a solid pale. Recently been replaced by Juicer. Oh, Juicer is so good, man. Sure. Say gnarly while he's doing the the Lord's work. Right? Yes, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Gnarly barley's kicking it up a notch. Dude, they're so good. I was there a few weeks ago for their fifth anniversary party. When they released the uh, Forest of Feelings, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys got a chance to try that. Yes, yes, double yes. IPA. I saw the label. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was very good. But they had one on tap there, and they're tapping it again next Saturday. Well, when you hear this, people, it's going to be tapped already. But June 8th, it's going to be tapped at the tap room. It's a strawberry banana milkshake IPA. Oh, yeah, you were talking about and that it when is you interviewed unreal. Zach and Carrie and it was... Yeah. I told what? both of them, I was like, y'all need to can this. Strawberry banana what? Milkshake IPA. Milkshake IPA. It tastes like bubble gum. It's, it's ridiculous. Wow. It is okay. so good. And I was like, please can this so I can drink this all the time. Right. That's the thing is that when you get into ridiculous tasting stuff... That you can can. Oh yeah. man! They're, they're oh my gosh! With a lot of, a lot of different stuff. Right. And I never would have thought this like back in the day. Fun, yeah. Never, never, never. Yeah, that's what makes brew, uh, brewing beer fun, man. Like, yes. you, get, you get into the routine of having to make your flagships all the time. I mean, I imagine as good as Juice is and as good as all the other beers, Cocodri is one of my favorite beers out of uh, Bayou Test, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. But those those routine beers, no matter how good they are, you get bored with making them because it's always the same shit over and over. Same, yeah, for sure. Exactly. But so when you get to make these cool, exciting beers where you're doing crazy, dumb shit, like it, it, it makes for a good time. And then you know when you're doing something different in the brew house, it's just a whole different vibe. Oh yeah, you know? like, for sure. I mean, think about when you're playing music. You know when you're practicing for your set. Right, you're playing the same songs that you've already recorded and all oh, this, yeah. and you're touring on that yeah. set. It gets a little boring, but when you're when you're writing a new song, or when you, know, you break out a, a rad song. Def Leppard tune yeah. to jam, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, there's you get a little pumped up, right? But yeah, right, guys. But there's, yes. a, there's a whole different vibe in the practice room, right? There's a whole different vibe. You, you know, it, it, it's fun. So like, it's the same thing in the brew house, man. Like, when yeah. you're doing something fun. It, that's that's when the whole art aspects because there's a lot of science, there's a lot of janitorial bullshit involved with beer, um, and even 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 on those mundane days when you're doing that, you're still drinking beer, so yeah. you know you can't complain. But when you're in the brew house making something new and fun, you're having a blast. Well, there's so many breweries here in Louisiana that are making really cool off the wall stuff like Gnarly Barley, Urban South, um, Parish with the sips. 
uh, series oh, that, that they're amazing. doing. I mean, that last one with the um, that was the lemonade raspberry. I, Black, I think it was blackberry lemonade. Blackberry maybe? lemonade. Man, it was so good. Yeah, dude, that was delicious. And it's, it's so tasty. Oh man, it's so good. And it's crazy to think, like you know, we all grew up drinking. I mean, I'm 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 definitely the older guy at the table, but I mean, we all grew up. We started drinking beers, like you know, we're drinking Natty Lights and Coors Lights and right, right, shit right. like that. Like right. nobody thought there would be a point yeah, where we, we were like, we were Natty Light soldiers for the <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I drank Coors Light back in my day because like it didn't taste like anything. I was like, oh, I can drink this. It didn't taste like water. For right. Cool. All right, awesome. But to, the craft beer scene in Louisiana is like ridiculously cool right now. Right. It's, it's ramping up too. That's what that's yeah. what I really dig about it. It's ramping like, up. I feel like the craft beer scene and the uh, beard scene kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Got, got, got some good beards that's going true. on this table right yeah. now. That is, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, a stigma across the entire country. Yeah. Yeah. I had across the and, and across I had a good one going. World, now I got to get it back in shape, and I cut it off, yeah. and it's like I need to get it back. But mine, like your, like yours, Josh, yours grows long. Your, but, his grows longer. longer. Down, oh, no. See, mine just gets ben, grows ben out in bushes. Is, like I wanted to be long. He, he's a yeti at heart. I'm like, waiting. That yeah, he's straight up my, my, my drill at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you let it go unchecked, this dude's got down oh, to his knees. So, no, all right, nuts, man. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted like a long one. I was gonna like dye strip hot pink like dime bag and just be like, you you rocking the gray, bro. I wish. Oh yeah, Dude, I so when I was playing with the the antiques, all those dudes. To like you know, late twenties, not even thirty yet. So I'm the grandpa in the band. I'm I'm 46. Indeed, so like I'm the old guy in the band. So like, could be let me fucking dye my beard, man, so I can fit in with all the kids. And finally, I was like, you know what? Screw this. Yeah, just it, just let the gray go. Embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's the only hair I got. My head's I'm bald. I can't grow hair anymore. Well, wherever those ladies are, I wish you'd tell them to uh, find me. Say, ain't coming around there, partner. So let's veer off the beer talk for for a second. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about chemicals. City Rebels as we got Ben right here. You guys just dropped your debut. It's freaking awesome. It's badass. Congratulations on all the accolades you've been receiving. Congratulations, man. The feedback we've been getting has been pretty tremendous. Wasn't expecting the positivity that we've seen so far. Definitely pretty cool. You guys worked on that for a while, man. We put in some work. Some of us more than others. <laughs> Mr. M- Mr. Yeah. Michonne hiding back there behind but, uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> All accolades go to Michonne, man. Well, he plays in like 18 man. bands, right? Like, I mean, he's uh, four Mac Nitrous. He's like, forgetting right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. sorry. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, Mr. <laughs> ben Michonne. <laughs> I like to play music. That's pretty much all I do I with like, my spare time. I like that. And, and, um, I like to play. I think our yeah. album shows that. Yeah, dude. Like to play music, so. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm. Uh, I was obsessed. I was possessed. I was. That's all I did for my entire summer. Last summer was working on this Chemical City Rebels album. So the response we've been getting is amazing, and I'm happy that everybody's digging it. We. Uh, Y'all said I have 19 bands, so there's more irons in the fire. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you so you you play with four Magnitrous. You guys just opened up for Goat Whore over the Varsity last weekend. We also played with them at uh, Southport Hall Friday night and in New Not Orleans. Howling Wolf. Howling Wolf. I'm sorry. Keep me checked. Somebody's got to keep me checked. I'm sorry, y'all. It was good, man. We had a great time. Um, good turns out. Turns out. Turn, turnouts. Turnouts. Yeah, it was, turns out. It turns out. Turns out. Turns out. Turns out. But who's was, handling all the vocals in the album? Is like both of you guys doing that? Is it every? Is like a like a group effort? Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically between Ryland and I. Um, we did a bunch of harmonies on the album. Yeah. Um, Which are great. They sound sound amazing. We're just Allison Chains with one of these. Yeah. Let's do. <laughs> Nine times out I'll of ten, what you hear on the album would be me and then like a lower or higher me and then Ryland throwing in his higher or lower on top of that. So it's Traditionally, he's in the lower register. I don't think the higher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very rarely do we switch that up. Who's on uh, Meow Duty? That would be, that would be <laughs> Fridge. It's complimentary. It's right. complimentary. Justin Hodges. 
Now, will there will there come a point where you guys eventually have a have a band with nothing but people named Ben in it? Because you're close right now. Well, we're talking about actually getting Benton to drop the ton from his name. Ah, okay. Um, the paperwork's in the works, but it's, it's it hasn't quite been finalized yet. I like but it. But he's committed to it, so. Is it a real battle? <laughs> no. I thought we start a GoFundMe or a petition online. Yeah. 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 Is that right? Ben to do the song at the varsity or what? Oh no 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 no! We didn't talk about that yet. I need I need to actually reach out to him. So we're uh, playing we're playing a show at the Varsity. It's in July, right? July sixth with uh, Swamp Snake, Venturous, and Bayou Bullets, and we're trying to get Ben from Venturous. Is the singer for Ventress to do a song with us because it would be the five men's. Yes. It would be the quintessence. Ben folds five. And Ben folds five. Dude, that would. And we will like. The planets will align. The universe will explode. Um, Thanos is going to die. Yes. You know, like all the rings will be on the gauntlet or whatever the fuck happens. And then. uh, (laughs) Nobody snap. Nobody do this. All right. The knights are drawing nine. Right. So would right. he be would he be doing one of one of y'all songs? Or well, like, y'all gonna work on something? Yeah, we're doing a wham. We want to do a bunch of covers. <laughs> we always try to like do a different cover, not necessarily each show, but the way we work it out is like each person in the band gets to pick a different cover that we do. So like, so far we've done like a Hot Water Music cover, which was my pick. Yeah, we've done a uh, Fugazi pick, which was Rylan's pick. Nice. We've done a. Uh, we done the then Lizzie, thing. which was Benton's pick, and then Fridge has to do a pick that yes, he has yes, not quite yes. picked because he's so indecisive. So <laughs> eventually we're going to have to pick it for him. You don't say. Right. Yeah, we're, we're eventually we're going to have to pick it for him. And it's like, hey, dude, we're doing the cars or we're doing, you know, whatever. We have we have at least eight or nine that we've, we've thrown out there that, that fit our style. Yeah. That... Eventually, we'll get to. So they're basically like you guys pick covers based on I stuff that you I, guys listen to and that you like. Yeah, yeah and something that that all works with be us like, hey, together. Let's do a Backstreet Boys combo. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just that's just not gonna oh, happen. Yeah, good, good, good. Why not the Melvins? Yeah, do some Melvins. Do some Melvins. Do just a little something to show that that's our background and where our influences come from. And also something to keep us like. We always have something that we could be doing that's different. I want to hear a Bronx cover. Somebody cover the Bronx. Oh, that. That's my band. Come on, those dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Big Bronx fan. I saw I saw a video of Joey Castillo playing with them recently. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That dude's played with everybody, man. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing drummer. Yeah. So, amazing drummer. So, Michon, what is? I'm gonna say I'm gonna use last names just not to confuse everybody. Yeah. Your craft beer of choice, man. Like, what are you into? You like you're an IPA guy. You're a pale ale guy. Yes. But I like I like a porter as well. Okay. I'm I'm a you know, I guess a My favorite my favorite beer, local beer right now is probably Kogadri. Good call. Bobby was just talking it's a double about double dry hopped. It, but it's it's not quite <laughs> as, as like sweet as some of the other ones that are going on. Yeah, it's it's right a now. Mexican you're, style you're lager. Bad. Made by Bayou no, 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 Tesh. No, that's not the Bayou. That's the Bayou. I'm sorry, I got the my beers confused. Cocadries are double dry. They're double dry. Yes. Hazy, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. My bad. I got confused with all that. That's probably my favorite beer that's going around okay. here right now. I'm, I'm kind of a fan of that one. I love the super hazy IPAs, but if they get too sweet, it kind of turns me off. Okay. Um, I like a little bit more bitter. So you're not a big juice bomb guy. You're no, like, no, you don't no. Want all the grapefruit. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I don't. I don't need. I don't. I don't want. That. <laughs> it doesn't do it for me. Hazy and juicy is great, but balance it out with the bitterness, and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cocodri is a, a very, very good example of that. Carlos, they nailed it with that, man. I, I think. I think if you. If I ever nailed down something that was my go-to, Kogadri yeah, like clone or something like that. For sure. I'm also sure. a giant fan of the, Island, the peanut fine. butter porter by Gnarly uh, Barley. I mean, that one's... Yes. Too, I, that I one drink stays beer in. consistently. Yes, we all swear by it. We all you got, you gotta have it. Indeed. Josh, what's your go-to beer, man? Like, what's your style? My, I have two. So, one is... Right now is my Jucifer. Good call. And uh, the other is peanut butter. Cordova. The p- peanut butter Corova. 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 I'm just letting you guys know. I gave Ross That's like, my a ton of peanut butter Corova bottles. He's holding out on y'all. 
Yeah. Get on his ass and get like he's got like I had a case of him. I took two out and gave him the rest. Yeah, see how much time in here. I'm not. I'm not on that end of the. Oh, all right, Rylan. So what's what's yours? What's your style? What do you? What's your go-to? Chocolate or coffee? It's not you. I stick with the IPAs. Okay. Fruity or The go-to right now is juice fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't be on V. You can't go wrong with juice fruit, man. Can't go wrong with on V, man. Have you had Final Resting Place from... Uh, we'll keep hearing about it. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, from Flying yeah. Tiger up in Monroe. Yeah, those dudes yeah. are I've killing talk, it. I've been talking to Robert on, on Insta, uh, Insta Message. Like, man, you, you kill it, dude. dude. If I don't go that, out that and actively is, seek it, I, I, the, uh, the can's awesome. Bomber, the can's uh, great. Airplane kind of thing. Well, that's yeah. their whole. Th- that's well, their Robert, whole thing. Robert come down here. Ah, there, there's that's the post. There well, Robert come down here probably two weeks ago. Whenever everybody was down for the legislation, yeah. Um, and Robert come over here, and he brought us a bunch of beer, and I thought he was bringing us the juicing, and he didn't bring us the juicing. Well, come on. We were doing we were doing a podcast at Burgersmith. Uh, for their pint night, and Robert was supposed to come there, and I asked him if it was like, dude, you're canning it this weekend. If you can, bring some of that. And he didn't make it. He ended up staying in Monroe because it was the release weekend, right. and it was crazy. And I get that. I understand it. But Indeed. by the time this airs, it should be. I would think Harvest would have it. Calandros would have it. Yeah, it'll be, Jackie's going to get it. Yeah, Jackie's coming this way. Jackie's getting. Jackie's it. definitely going to have it. Shout out to Jackie over at Harvest Indeed. for Indeed. stepping up the beer game over yeah, there. Have they? Yeah. Sure. Dude, they're killing and it. And it's all Jackie's deal. Like, yeah. Because back in the day, I mean, Alexander's yeah. used to be the thing. But when Reno left Alexander's. Yeah. I don't know where Reno's at now. It fell off. He, no, exactly. he, he works at NOLA. He works for NOLA now. Does he? Well, yeah. I'm going to have to hit him up when I'm down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so now we have that specialty spot. And, and Other than Alexander's, and, uh, we're going to give shout outs. You also said that uh, Hocus Pocus up their game recently, too. Yeah, they, they just did. changed locations. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right they changed the locations. locations. Now, so. Yeah, there it was the yeah, old Dollar General. Yeah, I mean, they were just they were growing, and probably the rent over there where they were was probably. I'm just going to shout this out, though. Nope. I shouted out earlier. Rylan sounds like he knows some information on the website. <laughs> but I did like the fact that they were right off the interstate earlier. Listen, but now you have to do it's a little. Right? Yeah, you have yeah, to do yeah. a little it's trek. Over there by Rotolos. Yeah. yeah, it's still a good location. But me personally, I really dug that they were right off the interstate. I could just pop on in yeah, way. Me as well. I was on my way home from work. <laughs> yeah, they, they were trying to say. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a big deal. Garbage. Yeah. But it was a bigger spot, you know, and it's it's well, they they needed to upgrade and they did need to upgrade. Yeah, for sure. Because it's mean, an outstanding spot or, or a, a business as well, so they needed to upgrade and get to that spot and upgrade the level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. True words are never spoken. Sir. Exactly. <laughs> And on so, that note, I think we're going to wrap up the podcast. I want to thank right all you guys, Josh, both Bens, Rylan, and Michon, for being here from Chemical City Rebels. Thank guys, you, tell everybody where they can, uh, where people can get the the album. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. You can get it on Spotify. You can get iTunes, Bandcamp, um, Best Place, Google Play, anywhere that you get your music, it's there. Cool. Um, SoundCloud, it's on there. Y'all like, got merchandise where, and stuff we have too. Merchandise. If if you want to do us the best solid, buy merchandise from us on Bandcamp. Like that's that's the place where we get the most money. If you want to fund this thing and like help us actually like put a couple of bucks in our pocket, buy stuff from Bandcamp. There you go. And the next Chemical City Rebel show, by the time this airs, will be July 7th. July 6th at the July 6th, I'm sorry. in Baton Rouge with Swamp Stank, Venturous, and Bayou Bullets. Holla. There you go. Holla at your boys. I'm going to be at that show. I'm not going to miss it because right, right I don't have a band right now. Right, my weekends are free. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to come hang out with my boys and drink some beers. No, man, I'm going to happily pay to support my people. I'm not going to be that dude. I'm not Ross Marcotte, man. Come on. <laughs> Oh, no, I called him up. See, that's where I've got to support my friends because, like, I don't have, like, iTunes and stuff. Like, I don't have a a venue to do that. And when people put out CDs, I don't have CDs. Speaking of which, did you hear that iTunes is going away? Yeah, that's true. They're phasing it out. Phasing out iTunes. Yep. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen. That's it. iTunes is going away. Bandcamp. They're going to take the one place where you can do everything all together at once, and then they're going to get rid of it, and then you got to download apps to sync your music and your movies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be stupid. It's going to suck. But thank you guys for for being on the show. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Bobby, thank you for uh, for 
opening up Southern Craft Tap Room for us to come in. High five. Come and have some beers. 52. You guys make sure you're following Southern Craft on Facebook and on Instagram. Keep up with everything they're doing here. And Chemical City Rebels. Yes, and Chemical City Rebels. Please follow those guys on Facebook and on Instagram. Go buy some 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 music. Go buy some merch. July 6th at the Drink Varsity. Drink local, listen local. There you go. True words. Indeed. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it once again. I am Chuck P. Until next time, cheers. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout. You get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details.